So this morning, uh, I'm going to talk about prayer. And really, every single Jesus talk that a person could ever give is going to be about connection to God. It's going to be about a reconnect with God. And so arguably every sermon you've ever heard in your life was really kind of about prayer. So uh, it's kind of a, a giant topic, right? Um, but, uh, but we're going to, I'm hoping that in those, in these next moments, um, I can, we can just re-engage with Jesus and kind of re-up with Jesus and go, oh yeah, I, I, I do have that desire to connect with you, Jesus. Or, or maybe it's the, this is kind of the classic one of, I do desire the possibility of having the desire to want to connect with you, Jesus. And so, like, give me the desire, Jesus. Like, change my heart. Get me, get me back to your heart. And maybe, um, maybe for some of us, this is a new thing. You're, yeah, this is a new, the Jesus, uh, to, to connect with Jesus is a new thing. And so th this might be, uh, for the first time, you want to you you're you're making that decision, and so so that's so I'm excited about this morning the, about these next moments about just the encouragement that Jesus wants to give us that we would grow in our connection and in, in our connection to God. And uh, so my name is Sven. My my wife Amber is back there, and my kids Tenzin and Vesper are downstairs. We uh, we volunteer here at Christ the King. Sudden. Sudden Valley here in Bellingham, Washington, and uh, this has been a, a kind of a different season of life for us. We've been living in Tacoma on Point Rustin um, most of the time in an apartment, and then, but we now officially have a game plan for landing here in Sudden Valley by summer, living here all the time, and so we're like, we're like super happy about that. <laughs> It's living in two places is kind of quirky and doesn't really make sense financially or, you know, it's just, <laughs> it's just, and, uh, but we, it's a, it's been a really beautiful season of life. You know, my approach is, uh, you know, I'm sure it, for many people, it's like, well, okay, here we are. And so we're going to love it. We're going to just, we're going to choose to love it. And we're going to find, uh, we're going to just look for what you're doing, Jesus. What are you up to? And when I'm here in Sutton Valley, when I think about prayer, you know, oftentimes, even on a really cold day, like I've had a lot of months where I'll get my sleeping bag, even though it's way too cold, and I'll put it on the, I'll put it on the rocking chair on the back porch, and I'll look at the trees, and I'll kind of connect with Jesus that way. I might have my headphones on and, and get some Jesus songs going. Uh, that's one of my favorite parts about living in Sutton Valley is just being in the trees and but these days we live in an apartment building on the fourth floor and we and our dog Stella Luce she um you know she she doesn't have a lot of space and and really like cleaning up doggy stuff is a little trickier in apartment world and so and so we take her on a million walks and so what i found is that a lot of my prayer time is like while walking the dog and i'm so i'm out there and you know it, picking up the stuff, you know, and putting it in its proper place, and getting, uh, saying hello to neighbors, and, uh, and, you know, random, uh, tourism people, because we're in a kind of a really tourist area right there on the water, and, uh, but I, and I've, I think about that, and, I've, and all the different seasons of life that each of us are in, we, 
we, we find ourselves in different seasons of life. We, um, we choose different seasons of life. Sometimes stuff is going on in our life, heavy stuff. Um, and our, the way we approach God, the way we pray is going to be different during different seasons of life. And, and I just want to bless that um, here. I think sometimes maybe we've had, a, we've had a certain season of life where we were like, no, that was when I used to really pray. And I think that Jesus just loves connection with your heart. And so if it's on your heart that you're, that, and you're just, you're in a season where, wow, this is, this is how my prayers are happening. Like, it's really like when I'm, I've got a big commute these days, and I'm just, it's in the car. It's, it's when I, when I make a, commu- when I'm on the commute. It's when, it's when I'm doing dishes, or it's, um, it's when I'm folding laundry. It's when I'm out, and, and when I'm, when I'm shoveling snow, or, like when I'm taking a shower, like what are these different times? And I think Jesus just wants to bless that, that that's real. That's not like pretend prayer. That's not like fake prayer that you're just kind of like getting through until some real prayer happens. That all those little connections are so important for God's heart. And when you think about like a, a, a regular friendship with another human being, another relation, a relationship with another person, all those little moments add up to being so important, don't they? It isn't just like, let's, uh, you, know, I, you know, I love the idea of in a marriage or a relationship to have a date night, right? That's, those are important things, right? But, but it, we, we can't wait for the perfect date night, right? Like to, 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 to grow in our relationship, to, to grow in our friendship. And it's going to be all these little moments of just like, hey, yeah, I'm, how are you? I'm, I'm, a, I'm a still breathing and alive over here and and yeah, I've just kind of been in my own world a bit, but uh, hey, I believe in you. You know, just like, just those, those little connections that we can have. And, and so I just bless that. I just bless, I bless the baby steps in our lives because I know that's the heart of Jesus. I know that's not just me trying to be nice. I know that that's actually the heart of Jesus for you is that he sees that. He sees, and he sees your desire for more. He sees your desire for connection. And that's available to you this morning. I love that about Jesus. I love the eternal perspective that God has, that, that God, God is, has an urgency because he cares and he has compassion and empathy, but also there's, there's this, there's like all the time that you need, God's perfect timing for you to keep growing, for you to keep dialing into Jesus, and so that's so important. These next few moments, I have some scripture passages I'm going to be referring to. If you're new to Christianity, Christians are people of the book. They're always, they're always going to the Bible. They're always going to the Christian Bible. And we believe that, that, that the Holy Spirit, that God inspired human beings to write the Bible, and that also the Holy Spirit inspired people to compile and go, hey, I really, we really believe that is the word of God and that that isn't and that that is and, and, to, and that over time the Bible was compiled and then, and then we also believe that right now this morning when we, and each time that we open up our Bibles that as we read it, the Holy Spirit is at work again and, and inspiring our reading of it that, that we, would, we would engage with it and go, oh yeah, that is your word, God. And and I do want to receive that. I do want that bread of life in me. Um, my first point this morning is, wow, if we could get a fuller picture of who God is, 
that would lead to more prayer and more awe just more like whoa like just more and if we if we had a if we had a more clear picture of who god is it would lead to be, it would lead to more prayer because it would just be natural we as human beings we're created for prayer i really believe that and so you don't even have to know jesus in my opinion you don't even have to be a christian to you could literally we're so created for prayer that you could literally pray to anything or anyone and it would it would probably be good for you because we as human beings were created for prayer now we were created for prayer i believe to our creator god we were created for prayer to jesus and so that that it, it, i believe that's best case scenario right and, uh, and, and so we're created for that, and our heart longs for that. And when we start to take these small steps in that, it's just so good for our heart. And the more, um, the verse that I want to read is Colossians chapter 2, verse 9. It's Paul writing to the church in Colossae. Colossae, I can never say that. Um, it says this, For in Christ, all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form a number of weeks ago i got to talk about the trinity and how when we talk about jesus we're talking about jesus gift of the father and we experience jesus through the holy spirit jesus is able to live in our hearts through the holy spirit and so the more we can understand who god really is so for instance father son and holy spirit that god isn't like bummed out and needy and 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 lonely and so that's why he created human beings to get them to pray so that you have somebody to talk to it wasn't like that father son and holy spirit have perfect community and out of that abundance and out of that that communication and that and and there's there's an overflow there's there's enough to share there's there's so much extra there's so much love there's so much of every good thing available to us and so god isn't like oh i wish you would pray uh, because man i'm my life is horrible because you don't pray god is like oh i my life is good and 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 i would love i would love for you to be open and receive every good gift that i want to give you i would love i would love for you to connect with me because i just man i just i just get a kick out of you and so the more we can understand god's who god really is what god is really like it's going to open up our prayer lives we can't exaggerate god's goodness we can't we, 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 we don't have to like be worried that we're going to get a little carried away, a little too optimistic about how good God is. God is actually that good. Um, we can't place too much hope in God's faithfulness. We can't, we can't just be like, well, I need to hold back a little bit because, you know, because God, you know, I, I don't want to put God in a bad, uh, like maybe God doesn't have enough for me. Maybe God doesn't, doesn't want to care for me, but no. We can ask the question, God, who are you and how can, and, and who am I and, and how can I connect with you? And when we really understand how holy God is and how, and how broken so many of our decisions are where we, where we reject God and we do things our own way instead of God's way, the more it's going to lead to natural things like confession of like, God, I'm not, I'm not where you want me to be, I, but, I, but here I am, Jesus, I I confess my stuff, and I, here I am again. I, I go to the foot of the cross again, and, 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 I, and, I, and I, I need your forgiveness, and teach me to forgive myself, and teach me to forgive others, and 
Teach me to live a life of forgiveness. Teach, like, let that be the way I live, God. And the more I understand who God really is, the more I understand who I really am, that's going to open up prayer. That's going to open up connection. Next point is, you can't be too real or honest with God. You can't freak God out. God isn't afraid of the real you. In Luke chapter 18, verse 13 and 14, Jesus is, is, is um, telling a parable about a really, uh, 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 like a really prestigious religious person um, it, praying. And then a uh, second part of the parable, he starts talking about a tax collector. And this is what Jesus said. He says, but the tax collector stood at a distance. He would not even look up to heaven. But he beat his breast and said, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. I tell you that this man, rather than the other, went home justified before God. For all those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and all those who humble themselves will be exalted. Step one, uh, like I, I think a lot of times we, we're so bummed out with ourselves. We're so weird. We have, idea, you know, I love, I love motivational uh, I, I, I love the spoken word, and so I, I totally click on the motivational speeches on YouTube, you know, like, just like, you gotta wake up at 4 a.m., you gotta, you know, like all this great motivational stuff, and uh, I don't know, it, and it's not always healthy for me, because I get these, it's, sometimes it's great, but uh, it's not always the healthiest thing for me, because it's, oftentimes it's about achievement and performance and very little about accepting the free gift that God has for us. And so I get kind of in that achievement mode, performance mode. Um, but sometimes I just, get, I just feel like, man, I just can't, I just feel so behind the eight ball. I just can't get my stuff together. I feel like I didn't wake up early enough this morning. I didn't get my cool prayer time where I get my cool journal out and I get my favorite Bible out and I wasn't able to do my, my favorite thing and I just am not, I just, I'm just pretty unimpressed with myself. And what's beautiful about what Jesus is saying is he's saying, oh, that's your on-ramp. That's your connection to me. Your, your evaluation of yourself where you go, wow, I am not, I am not God. You're God. And I'm really not that impressed with myself. And Jesus goes, that's, that's good. That's a good start. That's a good start. Because, because, um, because that kind of surrender, that kind of humility is good. Because I, now I don't want you to stay there. I don't want you to have, I, I want you to know that you are loved, that you, you have value, that, that I care about you. But that low place is good. That low place is good. And uh, so we can't, and, you know, it's so important to confess our failures to God. But I've mentioned this once before. Oftentimes, with other human beings, uh, we, we can be kind of self-deprecating. It can be really challenging to have anyone in your life who is able to celebrate your successes. You know, everyone, everyone a lot of people will be your friend, like, when you're in a rough moment and they're there for you but if you have some success of some kind a lot of, a lot of people it it kind of messes with them a little bit they're like oh you think you're all that now or how can i relate to you like you've had some sort of success in your life and jesus is just so not messed up by any of that you can you can you can share your deep your your worst failures 
you can share some of your successes where you actually had success, where, wow, you're actually having a great day. And if you were to, sh and you were to share that with someone, someone might go, like, what's up? Like, a, like ultra optimistic person, like, are you in the real world? Like, what's your, like, what's your deal? And, and, but Jesus isn't worried about that. He's like, he sees you in your, in your, in your amazing moments where you're kind of amazing. He sees you at your lowest moments. You're not intimidated by any of it. Just open invitation of, yeah, I want connection with all of you. And sometimes we have a reputation. Um, uh, oftentimes, like in a household, right? Like in a family unit. Maybe it's mom, or maybe it's dad, or maybe it's the older sister who is like, has the reputation of, she's kind of the spiritual one of our family. And the rest of us, like we, we love Jesus, but like if you need someone to pray, like that's the person, right? Like so when I was a kid, my grandma Mary, like if you were ever really sick, you call my grandma, like she's, she's the one who can really pray. And, uh, and, and it's wonderful that we have people like that who have a reputation, right? They're like, or in any, in any given church, right? There are people that they're just all about anytime there's some, like a prayer time or anything, they're, they're just all over it, right? They're the prayer people. But Jesus um, enjoys that about us, you know, enjoys our pursuit of prayer. But he also isn't worried about your reputation. You can be kind of like the not-so-spiritual one of your household. And God, God doesn't look at your prayer moments and go, oh, like, what are you trying to be? Like, like what's your thing? Like, who do you think you are today? Like, Mr. Prayer Person. You like, uh, you know, like, because we kind of do that in our relationships, right? Like, if one of us is kind of not usually very prayerful and suddenly they're praying a lot, you're like, whoa, like, like, what's wrong with you? Like, are you, like, is there something you need to tell me about? Like, what's going on? But Jesus, Jesus loves our, is not afraid about our reputation. He's not afraid of us being vulnerable. And we can, act, we can change. We can make change, and God isn't worried about that. We can actually change, which is, in my opinion, the greatest miracle of, that you'll encounter in this life is that you yourself, I've seen it in my own life because I've seen how I don't change, and it's miraculous when I change. And it, and it can only come from Jesus because I know. <laughs> you know, I look at addictions in my life. I look at uh, just patterns and habits and and just my approach and my, uh, my procrastination and all the stuff in my heart. And it really, and it's, and change is really, really a miracle from God. My next point is that uh, our worries can become prayers. You know, I talked about our lowest moment, moments being on ramps for Jesus, but um, our literally if we could just compile the, the list of everything that's going wrong, that's, and I, I'm a list person, so I like to write down lists. And so, and sometimes, um, I've been trying to work at being more honest with God and more vulnerable. And one of my, one of my measures of that has been, maybe if everything I write down on my lists are things that I wouldn't mind anyone um, reading. Like, maybe if I'm actually a little bit embarrassed about my list, maybe it's a little more honest. 
So I've been kind of thinking like, you know, maybe I should have some journal moments where it's like, I'm writing some stuff to Jesus and it's a throwaway piece of paper. You know, it's that level. It's like that level of honesty. It's that, that level of, because so many times we filter out our real stuff, right? Like we feel, ah, towards a person and but we know that's wrong and we, you know, and we're, but we, we're, we, have a, we have a tough time just giving that to Jesus, just kind of going, this is where I'm really at, actually. I'm feeling anger. I'm feeling unforgiveness. I'm, I'm literally going to maybe write this down in a cryptic way and then throw it in the garbage or, you know, whatever, where it's like, I really am going to, um, I'm going to let the, these things be an on-ramp to Jesus. In Philippians, Philippians 4, verses 4 through 7, Paul writes to the church in Philippi, says this, and uh, this is a passage, just, you know, Philippians chapter 4, you could just sit on this passage and just, uh, for the next five, six months, and just read it every day, and just kind of just pray through it again and again, Um, but I want to focus on just this small part in these next moments, says this, rejoice in the Lord always, I will say it again, rejoice, with an exclamation point, I like that, Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Don't be anxious about anything, but in every situation... Turn it into a prayer. Take all of those anxieties. Take that list and go, okay, I'm worried about this. Like this thing in my workplace, this thing in my family life, this extended family member uh, where this relationship that needs to be fixed, this, like this stuff in our lives um, where uh, we're mourning things and we're, we're, we're hurting inside and, and we every piece of that can become a prayer of like, God, this is another piece of my life, and I just, I give this to you, and I know who, I'm, I don't know everything about you, Jesus, but teach me more of who you are. I want to know more of what you're like, and, and I, I, I want to give you, I really think that you have open, open hands to me, and you're, you're willing to let me give you every piece of who I am, and so here's another piece and would you just walk with me in this, like, lead me by your Holy Spirit. Give me action, give me ways to walk, to walk forward and take, take steps forward on this. And, and uh, all these pieces in this verse, like, the, the Bible talks about entering the gate, entering, entering God's presence through the, um, with thanksgiving. Like, that literally thankfulness is like how you enter into God's presence. And so time and time again, like I'm going to choose to rejoice. I'm going to choose to be gentle, even though everything in me wants to just like make it happen in my own strength. But I'm going to be gentle and make space for you, Jesus, to open some doors. I'm not just going to like force this thing. I'm going to, I'm going to let you, Jesus, do your good work in, in my church and in my life. Um, in my community, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna be gentle because Jesus, you're gonna do the heavy lifting, you're gonna do the big stuff, and and I'm gonna rest in you, God, and I'm gonna wait for how you want me to step out in faith, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna take these small steps. 
I'm going to choose to rejoice. I'm going to, I'm going to choose joy and playfulness and like a, a confidence with, a, with a, like a smile on my face, knowing that in the end, you turn everything for good in the end. And in the end, we will be rejoicing. I don't quite, it's not like happy, happy, joy, joy, but it's, but it's, uh, it's, it's, it's this resilient, resilient joy. It's, it's this, it's something that's deep inside, that's eternal, that's, 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 that's a person, right? This peace that this is, it's, it's not just a cool emotion out there somewhere. It's literally a person. It's the peace is Christ. And this relationship is available to us in our smallest prayers. We don't magically control God. Sometimes I wish we could just kind of like, well, oh, do you know the prayer formula? Like, you know, I, I mean, I think that's some of the, the, in fantasy literature, I think that's some of the awesomeness of like the, 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 the um, infatuation with magic. It's this like, if you have the inside knowledge, you just have the inside info and you and you do the cool thing and then you get it you get what you want right that it's kind of it's kind of like fun to think about but um i don't think that's how prayer works actually i'm sorry <laughs> i don't think that's how it works but at the same time it's not like um uh the second part is we're not victims of god's control god isn't just like like choose to just arm wrestle this thing so much to where we can like he just kind of like makes us feel like we're doing something but he's actually doing everything and we we don't actually even get to participate it's kind of like we're on this roller coaster and there's a pretend steering wheel on it and we're like look i'm driving and you're and god's like just sending you on this roller coaster you know like and uh, it's not no no that isn't what that isn't what god does Instead, we participate in God's redemption plan. God always initiates. God always goes first. We can't do anything without the power of God. We can't do anything without God's grace. God always goes first. But he invites us, God invites us to participate. And God invites us to understand more and more who God is and who we are and how we fit into God's plan, God's redemption plan for this universe, God's redemption plan for human humanity. And we start to get more and more of God's heart, and we get confident in that. And then we're, we're in these moments where we pray with great authority that's even beyond, it's like, it's always beyond what we deserve. Like, we don't deserve to be that all, like, that, have that much authority, but we're given it from God because we're like, wait a second, I know God's heart. I know God's heart of compassion, and I know that in the name of Jesus, like, that you are forgiven. My, you are, a, you can, you can look at a brother and sister in Christ, and you can say things like, you are adopted into God's family. God sees you. You are enough because Jesus makes you enough. Like you understand God's heart and you go, you don't, you don't have to, like you, you get it. You know that when you pray that and you speak that blessing, you, that's the heart of Jesus. You're getting it right. You have authority that comes from God. Romans 12 verse 1 and 2 says this. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy... 
to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Now, it sounds pretty heavy. I mean, it sounds like one of those verses like, take up your cross and follow Jesus, which essentially is just like, if you want life, you're going to have to die. <laughs> and that, that, that aspect of Christianity is, is heavy. But, the, but when, we get a, when, we, when we get a hold of how much God loves us and how, what that life available in Jesus is and how God sees us, God created us, sees the desire of our heart, sees the deepest parts of who we are, knows us better than we know ourselves, and blesses that. Like those things that are deep inside you, we're all worried that that, like, God hates that part of us. No. Like, yeah, the, the, the enemy of your soul and your bad decisions has taken that deepest part of you, and it's gotten messed up and twisted and sent off in the wrong direction but God sees that and loves that inside you and 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 he's saying would you surrender and say I just give it all to you God I just give it all to you I'll be a living sacrifice like I just because I trust you I trust you Jesus because I know you have good things I know you are a giver of good gifts I know your heart for me and your life is worth it and uh, so much around us wants to sell us stuff, right? We're being sold. I mean, you know, this is not, I'm not telling you anything you don't know, right? I mean, we're surrounded by capitalism. Everything is, look at this and look at what you could have if you just do this or if you buy this and if you, and every, you know, everything, and, and we're used to um, people, things are, are, um, people are smart enough now to, to not sell us products anymore, right? What do they sell now, right? Would they sell us a lifestyle. They sell us, influencers sell us an, an entire approach to life, an entire worldview, an entire, oh, if I could just, like, just approach, if I could just approach life like to, like this famous person, or if I could, what if my life could be more like that? And, and, it, and we all know, even without Jesus in our heart, that it's a scam, Right? But you, when that message is just, just we're swimming in those messages, right? Every single day. It just, it just weighs on you after a while. Like maybe you don't believe those, those things, but you start to get these little doubts in your heart. Like, like, what if, like what if God is holding out on me? Like what if the good stuff doesn't come from God? Like what if this world actually has the best stuff, and yeah, I should be real disciplined, and do the, be a ninja, and like, and like, and do the right thing all the time, but what if, what if we're wrong, you know? Now, what if we're wrong is a good posture of openness, there's, there's something healthy about that, but these doubts from the enemy of our soul, um, they can grow in our hearts, and Jesus wants you to know, 1 John chapter 5, verse 14 through 15, John, the disciple of Jesus, probably in one of his sermons, this is what this, is, this comes from. 
This is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we asked of him. Like, it's ours. Like, we can have this confidence of, oh, Jesus, your way, your way. And, and I think about it a lot, raising my kids. You know, I think, I, I, you know, I want what's best for them. I want, um, I don't want them to miss out on life. Like, I want them to have a, I want, I want them to grow up and, and love their life. And, you know, all those things that we want for our kids, right? And I think it gets more and more real when I think about, like, okay, yeah, I chose to live for Jesus, but, um, and, you know, that's become almost my brand, you know, like, I'm Jesus guy. Uh, um, but, you know, what if they want a different brand, you know? Like, what if they want, you know, if they want to approach their life differently, like, maybe Jesus isn't for them, you know, maybe there's another way. I mean, I'm overstating it. But I think those kinds of doubts grow in our heart where we wonder like God I know you're good enough for me but are you are you so good and can I trust you so much that you're good enough for my kids like are you so good are your ways enough and yeah Christian culture surrounds us and we see pieces of Christian culture where we're just like is that really what I'm a part of and we and we wonder like do I want my kids to have to affiliate with this symbolic thing that we as a church have become worldwide. I don't know, like, but Jesus, I know your heart, and I want your heart for me, and I don't have it all figured out. I don't have the answers for your, for your church on this planet, <laughs> Jesus, for, for we, um, your people, but I'm going to walk out, walk this out as best I can. I'm going to start right where I'm at. My last point is this, everything can become prayer. Everything can become prayer. Colossians 3, verse 17, it says, and whatever you do, um, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. I love the freedom of this because we don't always know, like, um, was it God's will that I pick up this water bottle and, and like, take a drink of, out of it right now? I don't know. I hope, I, you know, like, like I don't, and we can sit around and armchair philosophize or like we can be armchair philosophers and, and talk about whether or not um, God cares about this moment where I put, picked up my keys and dropped them. Um, and those are fun philosophical conversations. But I love how Jesus kind of, or how the Bible just kind of goes, you know what, if you are not someone who has mapped out an approach to how you see God's will for every single moment of your life, whatever, wherever you're at on the journey, whatever level of faith you have, whatever level of knowledge you have, hey, whatever you do, can you figure out how to, how to, how to have a posture of what, this thing that I'm doing, would it, would it please point towards Jesus? Would it please put the glory on Jesus would would whatever I do would it would Jesus would you be the center of what matters and maybe even other Christians don't even understand what it is you do like maybe you're not even thought of as a very spiritual person you know um it doesn't really matter does it it's it's the it's like I man Jesus I want to glorify you I want I I want 
I want my, in the workplace, in these small ways, and maybe even in these big ways, whatever it is, um, with my extended family, with my classmates at school, um, you know, all these different moments. Jesus, these, these endeavors, these things that are on my heart, um, the, the ways that I fill up my days, could I somehow glorify you, God? Would, th- would those things become prayer? I was talking to my neighbor, John. Uh, my neighbor, John, has a, he has a dog named Ace, and so I, I'll be walking my dog, and there's John out there. He's a, he's a cool dude. They moved here from Florida, and uh, he lives in, some of you know Frank and Liska, they, they, they moved, they, weren't, they aren't here anymore, but they, now John lives in, and his wife live in Frank and Liska's house. And uh, he told me, he was talking about Jesus with me, and he said, you know, he goes, I'm not a real big, like, sit down and pray kind of guy, but he says, I pray all day long. He goes, I've really learned how to to like turn everything that goes on in me and everything that happens in me, just turn it into a conversation with Jesus. Like, and to just kind of go, hey, God, I'm stressed about this. And wow, I am really triggered by this. Wow, why I'm really upset. <laughs> like, why is this small thing really bothering me? Or, you know, all the different things where he's at the grocery store, he sees a big line of people to the, you know, trying to get stuff for the pharmacy or whatever it is. He said, he said, you know, it all really has become prayer for me. And I love that. I love what he's describing. I, I want that more in my heart, you know, because I get perfectionist sometimes. I'm just like, well, prayer is this and this, and it needs to look a certain way. And, in, and I think Jesus just wants to open up, open up our, broaden the scope of our connection with him this morning. Jesus loves your personality. There's a reason we have four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. We only needed one. Like, but why would God, why would God have, have four different personalities write about Jesus? Because Jesus loved to celebrate just that little bit different perspective from a different personality, from a different, like that, what a, what a, like a, like a symbol of God's appreciation of individuals right there in Scripture. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. A good relationship is good communication. It's going to be a back and forth um, conversation. But it's also going to, you're going to do stuff, right? One of my favorite, um, just in closing, I, I was just thinking about um, marriage and relationships and, you know, it's great to just sit across the table from someone and just be like, I love you. Uh, and the other person looks at you and they just go, oh, but I love you. And then you look back at them and then you just say, I love you. And you can do that about 25 times. And at some point, it's like, okay, that's great. But like, let's live life. And like, let's, let's, like, let's see how that love for each other, how we connect, how, let's go, let's go do some work together. Let's, let's go show compassion to others together. Let's, and Jesus does the same thing. You know, there's something to be said for contemplative prayer and just sitting in the presence of God and resting. That's, that's a very real thing. But, but we, we don't have to be worried about our desire to do stuff. Jesus loves that about us. He wants to go do that stuff with you. And so when you think this morning about the desire of your heart, the things that God's placed on your heart, the ways you want to you live out your days, the ways you want to fill up your days, 
and we're worried, right? Jesus, do you love the real me? And Jesus is saying, yeah, I love the real you, and I want to be there with you. I want to go on the journey with you. So worship band, why don't you guys come up this morning? And I just, I, I hope everyone in the room and those of you listening online, I just hope you're encouraged. I just, I just, I want you to feel the encouragement from Jesus because I think Jesus is going, it's just, it's just, it, it sees you and just sees the tiniest bit of faith in your heart and goes, ha, I see mustard seed faith. You know what I can do with that? I see little bits I see little bits of desire in you, and I just fan the flame in you. I see good things in you. I see good things in your heart. I see, I see a lot of crusty stuff in your heart, but I see you wanting to surrender that to me. I see you wanting to give that to me. And so, Jesus, uh, I, I just, I just want to pray that in closing. Jesus, here we are, the real us. The real us, Jesus. The not-so-impressive us. And also... Our successes and our failures, Jesus. Some of the stuff we're kind of good at. Or some kind of the stuff we're kind of impressive in. We give that all to you, Jesus. But you are the impressive one. You are initiator. You are the center of what matters. Show us who you really are. Show us what do you think about us. What do you think about the people around us? Help us to pray for others with your heart. Help us to forgive ourselves the way you forgive us. We're thankful for big words like prayer, but we just, but we, um, we just, we just need connection to you, Jesus. Encourage our hearts this morning. I pray that this week, as we remember this morning, we'll just remember you highlighting that in our hearts. That oh, you have, you want connection with us. You desire connection with us. You get a kick out of us. You like us. You love us. Grow us in prayer, Jesus. Not to impress anyone. Just so we can know you more. So that we can live out the assignment that you've given us, Jesus. Call us, Jesus. Call us to more with your patient grace, your patient kindness, your patient goodness. We love you, Jesus. We worship you this morning.